0: ls is a little sickness or ls aka little sickness is a caster that will not be
1: appearing on hotline League.
2: and it is hotline League episode 195 what you just heard from mark Zimmerman is the truth unfortunately ls who was supposed to be on this week's show uh we hope he feels better because about 15 hours ago he tweeted that he was uh he had fever he wasn't feeling well after a second shot of the vaccine uh and we haven't heard from him yet so it's hotline League time mark and travis edition where we talk about the roster rumor there's actually a shit ton of stuff to talk about this week the least of all is worlds by the way this is the way it always goes north america gets knocked out of groups just out or quarters just in time for us to just completely overshadow what's happening in semis and finals by
0: well it's yeah it's especially appropriate this week because it's like hey you guys have any predictions for finals dom 1 3 0 okay sounds good
2: yeah tonight Thanks, i am pairing one. i am pairing my game fuel my mountain dew game fuel sherbet flavor with a uh, night owl pumpkin beer left over from a event that mark and i hosted last night that was very that had was very surprising in fact tonight's hotline league situation is uh right is is on brand it's continuing a situation we had about 10 or, or 12 people that we were trying to do for like a, not a party but like a small gathering Literally hours before the start, like within an hour or two from the start of our event, six of those people canceled. Uh, in fact, I heard from Ender, Mark, finally today. He, oh, messaged, yeah. he messaged me and he said, uh, where did he say? He said he was streaming last night. He was streaming a bunch of Caster stuff. He said, sorry, I missed the thing last night. I wasn't feeling up to it. Uh, and that was the only thing I got uh, from him. So, I mean, he we he, he just referenced something else. But uh, everybody canceled on us, and that feels bad.
0: At least he, he kind of said something, I guess. Um, we played One Night Werewolf. Christabel, who's in chat, had probably the sickest move in that game I've ever seen. Yeah. Legitimately, we went home, and Ashley and I were talking about it for, like, 10 more minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was very very confusing at first. Um, but we have a lot of extra it, well, it alcohol. Was, it
0: was... It was funny, too, because Kelby, after we stopped playing, like, as we were leaving, I heard Kelby be like, wait, so how'd you know to do that?
2: Yeah, he still, <laughs> he was still trying funny. to piece it out together um, as you were walking out the door. Uh, yeah. uh, we have a bunch of extra drinks and food and stuff like that at the house that, uh, or the apartment that Mark and I will be consuming over the course of this week. Uh, I should also mention this episode. Well, oh, go ahead. No. Mark, you were interrupting me. No. You had something to say? No. You, okay. No. This episode brought to you by Alienware. So
0: I was going to say that I think... Uh,
2: I just feel like if there's any type... You're going to interrupt me?
0: probably do... Doing it
2: during the sponsor shout-outs is the, the worst time, Mark.
0: Um, food and...
2: People are going to be listening to the audio of this and think that the recording that is like messed up, up in, or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh fuck.
2: <laughs> are you having a good time?
0: Uh, I want to I want to listen back to that and see how how well I was able to keep up with you.
2: <laughs> Great. Glad, excited, can't wait. Um anyway, shout out to Alienware and GameField for sponsoring the show. We love them even if Mark decides it's hilarious to cover the sponsor shout outs and turn off his webcam. There we go, he's back. Hello. What are you doing?
0: What? Oh. I didn't do that. Okay. That, okay. So that's, I'm not doing that. That is my computer for, you know, I'm using my newer computer. Actually. Normally I have my rig just set up from my, my old uh, laptop. Yeah. So this is my first time actually doing the show off this one. So if there's any hiccups, let me know.
2: Yeah. We'll figure it out. Anyway, Weird. there's a lot to talk about as I was saying. Uh, so I think the last time that we did the show, uh, there was like basically nothing out there. I, I think I had streamed my predictions video earlier in the day uh, maybe I hadn't even, maybe it was like Tuesday I streamed the predictions video, it came out on Wednesday, I forget, whatever. Anyway, since then, Perks and Alfari now supposedly going to Vitality, as reported by esports maniacos. Uh, Riot has increased the law esports contract length for two f- four, to four years, which is hilarious, given literally the thing I said right before this. Um... <laughs> Wait, what did you say before this? That that Perks and Alfari are both going to Vitality. <laughs> oh, which is funny because they both signed, I believe, three year contracts and uh, are leaving after one year. Apparently, supposedly of their own accord. Just um, so kind of stands in stark contrast. Uh, 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 arc- all this arcane. I am down to kind of take one or two calls about the arcane stuff. Mark, have you seen how I've many collabs? yeah they're doing so oh oh, yeah not even the trailers i'm just talking about like like this is like fortnite levels of collaboration they've they have like special um reddit arcane themed stuff they've got they're doing a collab with fortnite they're doing like i was gonna say yeah uh imagine dragon stuff the opening ceremony is supposed to be all about arcane which like i don't know how i feel about because i'm like is that overshadowing the the finals then um I don't know, there's a ton, they're doing a ton of stuff It's actually kind of crazy So, um, yeah That's a thing um, We also obviously have uh, The finals are now Something we can talk about We can talk about this past weekend's semi-finals And how unfortunately they're going to keep the format The same way I'm guessing Because they can be like, well the semis were great Then the finals might suck, who knows um, Oh yeah, PUBG Mobile They're doing something with PUBG as well uh, mm-hmm. There's all sorts of stuff. I mean, other other rumors that have occurred. Uh, I, we should, by the way, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand. From from everything I have heard, the you know the Bjergsen TL stuff is ma- is not is not done yet. That's what people keep saying is that like he's probably deciding between C nine and and TL. Uh, And I don't know, Jack's in the chat, so he's probably curious to see what what I was going to say about all this uh, stuff, but it's not not a done deal yet. So we can take calls about that. Maybe some C9 fans think he should go to C9 instead of TL. Maybe some TL fans think, maybe somebody thinks he should go to one of the other places. I don't know. Uh, 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 There's tons of different stuff. So Mark, am I forgetting anything big? I mean, there's just so much.
0: Uh, No, I think you got all of it. The contract one was particularly interesting to me because as we all know, um contracts are absolutely binding and there's no way players ever get out of them early so the increase um to four years is really like that sounds
2: like yeah. a just like a willful misunderstanding of the of how of, contracts,
0: how contracts work. work yeah i i just willfully don't understand that once it says in the global contract database the end date the players are totally locked into that contract until it's over and it, anything it, and any other <laughs> suggestion is a misrepresentation of how contracts work
2: it, anyway um uh, I I think there's been more and more info, or more and more suggestions that Whippo might end up on TL, so that's also a conversation. Maybe people want to because now that it seems pretty clear that Alfarian Perks are leaving their respective teams, uh, folks can talk about maybe who they think their replacement should be. So there's a lot going on right now. Uh, but setting all that stuff aside, how you been, Mark? What's what's your week been like? You doing anything?
0: Uh, it was a pretty good week. You know, Halloween week came and went. Um... Watch a bunch of spooky movies. I had learned that you are a giant fucking coward. Like I kind of knew it, but I didn't realize to the extent uh, when we were at the thing together last night. Uh, Ashley is a huge fan of horror movies, and you know there weren't that many people, so it felt more like a hangout than like a party. And so we're like, hey, maybe we should throw on a horror movie. We're kicking the idea around, and Travis was opposed to it, very opposed to it. Not just horror movies. Like we said, Hereditary and The Babadook, kind of as like a ha ha kind of thing. He was like, "No." And then we we're like, "Cabin in the Woods actually a great movie. That's really fun and enjoyable. Not really a horror." Travis was still too scared. He was scared of everything. He the, the what he felt comfortable with was Halloween Town, Hocus Pocus, and Charlie Brown's Chris, uh, ha- Halloween and, story. I don't even know what it's called. And uh Those are the three things we could
2: No, there was a fourth get put on the screen. What was it? Uh Spooky Buddies? Is that what it was called? What am I forgetting? the the spooky buddies one that we were spooky very, buddies yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what it was, it was called? actually
0: scary that whatever that casper dog was 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 nightmare fuel yeah,
2: yeah. spooky spooky buddies uh a fantastic film uh Spook that, Bud. yeah highly recommend came out in 2011 directed by robert vince a prolific director uh there's a lot of different stuff underneath his belt highly highly recommend um Anyway, actually, it looks like he mostly does animal movies. He did Scaredy Cats, which was a TV show. He did Puff Academy, which is a TV show. This <laughs> oh, is a shoot. director that literally specifically, just...
0: specifically. Ho-
2: I'm going to link you this guy's thing on, on Skype, Mark. His, his IMDb... It's horror
0: and animal crossovers. Yeah,
2: yeah, his IMDb is specifically only animal movies. I am actually shocked that there's somebody who's out there that is like known for this. It's fantastic. Well, not I shouldn't say known for it, but who's specialized in it. People on Twitch chat that say, say some new roster rumors or leaks or just try to tell me to leak stuff will be getting timed out by the mods. So, this is your warning. It's really annoying. Uh, Uh,
0: Travis, blink twice if Bjergsen wants to play with Jensen. Maybe he wants to go to TL, but he just wants to play with Core JJ and not Jensen. Can you blink twice if there's any friction there?
2: All right, here, I'll say this. there, there is a, like, the, there are mixed rumors, mixed, mixed rumors, mixed rumors um, right now. So just, you know, who knows? But one of the mixed rumors that is out there uh, that I've heard from at least one person is that perhaps the Jensen ADC stuff is not going well. So I don't know if we talked about that yesterday, Mark, but. Uh, you, you
0: mentioned it. That's, that's why I was saying that a little bit there, trying to lead into it
2: yeah so i mean that's i mean at the very least that can be a talking point for for calls tonight if people are like someone clip it and
0: post it and pretend it's don't
2: tell them to do that that's how we get banned from the (laughs) the subreddit don't include the part where i
0: told you to do that though
2: don't do that uh all right (laughs) shall uh what else um other than
0: spooky stuff i don't really have that many updates do you
2: well, well, let's let's talk about our project that we're going to try tomorrow.
0: I didn't know if we were going to bring it up. Uh,
2: I figure why not. So tomorrow, okay. Mark and I, very casually, we're just having fun. We're experimenting with this. We will be doing a uh, streamed talk show between just the two of us and then a little bit of stuff afterwards. Um, not about League of Legends, though, but about Genshin Impact. So if you want to do that or you want to check it out, it'll probably be early afternoon tomorrow Pacific. But we're gonna try our hand at creating some uh, Genshin Impact contento. Uh, okay.
0: All we're gonna do is talk about waifus. Um, it's really the only thing we haven't the now. We've been Mark playing a lot. The tier list. yeah Gonna rank. Has too. Yeah.
2: Hu Tao tomorrow. Yes. Are you? You're and you're unsure of if you're gonna roll for Hu Tao, Mark.
0: I'm only at 7K primos, so I, I think I'm skipping because okay. I can't get staff with her, too. Yeah, People say yeah, hashtag, hashtag ad
2: in the chat are just, it's like crazy. The It is the opposite of hashtag ad. I just lose so much money to that game. I wish they were paying me. I am only paying them a shit ton of money. All right. Uh, let's start taking calls.
0: Yeah, I got two people pulled. I'm gonna pull one and then we'll get right into it and then we can all keep pulling more people. Uh sound good? Yep.
2: Yeah, sounds good.
0: All right, great.
2: Off Mark goes. Thank you to Chill Spencer, The Real Divert, uh Green Fav, uh Flick Nickum for eighteen months, Night Strike, I Love You Chat. Neo Rivendare, uh, Dragon Severed Head, Trevor Monreal, uh, and Columbio columbian naked homeless man thank you for the 45 months thanks everyone vienna blew through her sponsor money on pulls my God. yeah well at least she's blowing through sponsor money and not like i guess it's technically my sponsor money because they my sponsors pay me great clockworm is here great clockworm where are you calling from
3: uh i'm from richmond virginia but i'm calling from fairfax i go to a college there
2: richmond virginia but calling from fairfax what do you want to talk about on the show
3: um, I want to talk about so with the news that seems to be confirmed from a couple sources that Perks will be headed back with um, Alphari to Vitality. That if you're a fan of NA, if you're a fan of Cloud9, as I both am, Cloud9 uh, should be very happy with this year, with the results and the value Perks was able to bring. He was worth his weight in gold. Um, Cloud9 was the most successful NA org all year, and Perks was a huge factor for that.
2: Uh, so your microphone's breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you're hearing that too, much. Sorry. Uh, um, but I'm no, no it, but you you I were saying, what he said. yeah, we mostly heard what you said, which was that you think perks is still worth his weight in gold this year and brought a ton of that value would, and people yeah, should be happy.
3: Everyone's going to meme the 11 million, but you know, they probably didn't pay that much anyway, but perks is very much worth his weight in gold, the value and the results that he brought.
2: Okay. And, uh, are you sad that he's leaving?
3: I'm very sad that he's leaving as a Cloud9 fan. I mean I he's 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 the Western goat. You know, if he wants to go back and compete in Europe, he's got the right to do so. But I think that you're crazy if you're an NA fan or a Cloud9 fan, and you don't think that keeping him would be a fantastic option.
2: Hmm. Okay. Mark, you want to go first or should I? Uh why don't you go first? I disagree. Uh I <laughs> shocker. Really liked having Perks over here as a fan of him as a person and a and a player. Uh but I don't feel as though during his time okay, I, I agree he accomplished a lot. So I asked him during the press conference, the Cloud9 press conference after they went out, like, what do you think about your first year at Cloud Nine? Especially because at that point in time we had already been hearing rumors that that might be his only year at Cloud Nine. And he had a really great answer which he was talking about like you know we made it to MSI people don't understand how how hard it is to win a split in any of the the major regions and so like I'm really happy we were able to do that still able to go to worlds made it out of groups like he I I am fun. I I'm not I'm not trying to say this was a terrible year for perks or that he did not do a great job uh my question is are we sure Cloud9 wouldn't have had these results with Niski uh, yes. I, really.
3: Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt, but like Niski, I I also am a big fan of Niski. I think he did play really well in Fnatic, but you do not get these results with Niski. You don't get them with Kensen. You don't get them with no.
0: Well, I mean, technically, they did get them with Niski last year, with a different the
3: roster. A different roster.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. But um, I think you can talk about. The top line situation: Fudge versus versus Licorice. Maybe in spring, you know, Niski carried a little hard. Or excuse me, the uh, Perks needed to carry a little bit harder. Um, but it's at least debatable. I think it's it's more debatable than you're giving Niski credit for, especially given that he went to Europe and had a good year. If, if Niski went to Europe and like didn't look good, fair enough. But given that Niski had a good year, it's hard to say.
3: I mean, they missed Worlds with Niski in 2020. That was pretty tragic
0: yeah, that was a whole roster boom situation though um, I, I, I wouldn't paint, I wouldn't put that on any one person
2: yeah and I, it's not like and it's not like perks just like brought them first seed to worlds this year either, right like i like I don't look at this uh nine and think, wow, perks really lived up to what everyone's expectations were gonna be for the way he came in. Guy didn't get top three uh mid lane all pro which I think a lot of people <laughs> thought he would be like the the shoe in for that. Um I don't think that his stats were incredibly competitive especially in summer. Uh like I don't I don't think he was even the best player on C9 this year. I think ironically like I you can't technically call him a rookie but L- LCS rookie Fudge was actually the the best player on that team this year. So I like I don't think he has anything to regret necessarily, especially when he looks at his bank account. Um, and, I, and but even also from like the, the trophy that they were able to lift in spring, uh, Jack is just I'm going to pretend he's not in the chat and I, I will ignore whatever it is that he says. Uh, other than right now he as i say that he just wrote, was but was perks a better investment than sword art that's the yes. perfect <laughs> that's the perfect jack mis, mis, misdirection on this stuff you know if anybody questions <laughs> the perks investment he could literally we, just say but we, sword art we could art. sit
0: here and debate all day whether perks was a good investment or not but one thing we could all agree on was he's a better investment than sword art
2: yeah yeah so. <laughs> true, but i do true. i do wonder and and uh, we'll never get we'll never get I I will have a hard time ever believing that you know if Jack does give an answer to this kind of question that that he's speaking from the heart when he says it. But like I I would bet that Jack probably looks back on this year and is like would have been happy to keep Niski. I mean I don't know maybe he was able to sign some like cool sponsors or something like that. Ha- saying having said that he could bring perks over here I don't know. But like I just also. Well, I guess I'm very curious what, I don't know if we will ever find out what uh, Vitality paid for the buyout. Cause maybe that helps make this year cheaper yeah, or something, Yeah, I, think...
3: but... I say something or
0: Mark, I mean, you can go ahead. May I say something yeah, let me, quick? let me hop in here for a second. I sure. would say yeah, sure. f- for me that the difficult part is like so much of this answer. I feel like depends on the business component. Cause I'm with you about like the achievements part, like perks felt like a pretty integral part of a team that had the best year in NA by far and uh you know was was reasonably successful at worlds and everything like I, you know he, he had some big games at worlds and had some stinkers, but like you know that's kind of perks a lot of the time so like i i think more or less from a achievement level it's, it's it's kind of hard to criticize them i think there's points that his individual play looked more suspicious than you would have wanted and so you know travis always harps on that he didn't even make an all pro team in summer point uh and I, I think there's a little bit of validity to that but at least when when it mattered you more or less got results um I think the part for me is just when you signed Perks, what you were thinking was not a one year rental. Like that was supposed to be a franchise player signing for sure. I agree. So like the fact that that's not what happened means something went wrong. Either the expectations didn't work out, maybe Perks wasn't happy, you know, maybe it's all on his side. Who knows? But e- either way, I mean like that was definitely a move to make your new franchise player. Um and, and it didn't work out for whatever reason. So I think from that angle you can say that yeah, it, it something had to have gone wrong. So it was a bit of a failure.
2: Jack in the chat says Nisky's great, perks is great. I think the hardest thing is I don't have either now, seemingly confirming the reports. Uh and then he, he, he says, also said yeah. Yeah, um, the one year thing is hard QQ. So um yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's tough. Also it sounds like he's not getting Nisky. Um so maybe that's off the off the table if it ever was on the table.
0: Or that was the biggest misdirection of all time.
2: Yeah. Now I don't have either, but in three weeks. Once that weeks, ink
0: dries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> There's a docu sign. Um, no, they can't. They can't do anything yet. But anyway, I uh, I don't know. I just have a really hard time thinking that that was the case. I also just, I don't know. I don't know if we have a caller that's going to be on this. This is going to be the the drum that I beat for the next three weeks, so everybody prepare for this. I'll probably do my own video on it, but, like, dude, it just fucking sucks for the LCS when we do things like, Perks is coming! Let's put him in all these videos! Let's hype up the fact that he's here! Like, he's part of the LCS! Oh my god, look, he's gonna try to do all this stuff! Everything's great! Perks is gone! Okay, remember when we said Bjergsen was, like, a (laughs) great person to... It was great whenever he was here? Like, he's back, and now he's on a different team! Like, I know TSM Bjergsen, but now he's just somebody else. Like, it's it's so and like it's not just perks it's like alfari and sword art seemingly as well so uh like like to this point
0: to this point you know like if you turned league of legends in north america into a show and it was a seasonal show you would be like what the fuck are these writers doing they keep just adding characters and deleting characters they said bierkson's retired then they bring him back like these writers can't commit to anything. And yeah. I think there's some. Oh, no, it's great that. drama. <laughs> no, you're like, where's the where's the consistency? I, I I'm with Travis a little bit. Like we were all talking about perks about what a great addition he is to the league, even if he doesn't level it up individually, you know. It, it's just like how we all talked about him on the talk shows. And it's it's gone. I mean now. we
2: invested considerable like here's what people need to understand is you invest time and money and energy into building the brands of people when they come to a region or when they start playing in the LCS, etc. It's like an investment. And you lose almost all of that whenever that player then leaves, you know? Um, and so now you have to start, we have to go back and we have to build up new players again. It's like, i mean, thankfully, people already care about bjergsen so that's really helpful. But like, that was a complete, like, bjergsen coming back is completely unrelated to perks. Uh, as much as you know, the TSM subreddit wanted to believe it, it was when they were like, "Ha ha, coming back!" Before they realized they were losing him. Um, and it, it's like, it, imagine if Bjerkson hadn't come back. Like, imagine if next year it was like, "Guess what, guys? Twenty Twenty Two is going to be none of the big names from last year that we had signed, and also Bjerkson and Double Lifter are still retired." You know, it's it's a blessing he's coming back. Um, so I. Uh-huh. I I look at the perks thing is a pretty big waste in, in almost every category. I mean, I I was happy to have interviewed him. It was fun to have him here. Uh, but I, I don't think he was probably worth the money unless the vitality buyout is really great. I don't think that, uh, he was worth like the investment because he's only here for like a year. And I don't, it's not like he led us to semifinals or something in the, at Worlds, uh, or even like a great scoring at, at MSI. So I, um, I'm not feeling, I'm not thrilled.
0: On some people in, in Twitch chat, like Papa Smithing and stuff, we're talking about like there's other people who got built up or should have been built up over the year. Peter Dunn was also memeing about, you know, like, well, that's true for the teams TL, TSM, and C9. And I think, you know, maybe, I think we, there was at least, some coverage of those teams and players um i think Jazuke went a long way to changing his name from his 2020 split as much as i you know it's like oh it's the same plot line eg and, and jizuke like jizuke I think, had a lot better split and i think some of those stories we did cover maybe they could have been covered a little bit better but I, I still think um it's still a loss to have just have half of these storylines disappear oh my god alfari is the best top laner we've ever seen in North. oh see you dude saw him for one year yeah, so like th- it's still a loss, even if there are other storylines that we could be talking about more. No, and people
2: uh, will always say that like, oh no, but there were these other people, and I'm like, cool, but who was very prominent in like the LCS summer piece, you know? And wouldn't it be cool if that had been Jazuke instead of Perks or something? I don't know. Like it, it, obviously, EG would have had to be, there. but you get the point. Like it's, it's there. There was investment made that is now lost. Uh, and we do this mm-hmm. a lot in North America. Uh, especially Think about recently. all those
0: hype pieces and interviews that, like, we could cut from Beerson and Doublelift's careers in like season eight that were recorded in season three when they really, like went up against each other. Literally fucking useless. <laughs> for some of the pieces we recorded this year. <laughs> like, unless Perks is coming maybe he'll come back. I don't know. Uh, and then we can we can cut together his "I'm coming to change the region" and meme him for it. You know? Yeah, we
2: were interview. I I and Riot independently we're trying to build up like a sword art core JJ rivalry type thing, you know, like in the opening video sword arts, like, Oh, I'm coming from or whatever. And core JJ is like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. You know, I was interviewing them and getting those types of quotes too. If I recall, like towards the beginning of the year, blah, now it's dead. So cool. There goes that, you know, it's just, how do you build rivalry in the LCS? Whenever we're just spin the wheel on which players are playing this year um,
0: Abadage versus Perks. Here's the run. B- oh,
2: <laughs> did we say Perks? Abadage we versus Eirson. Jensen. Oh, he's in the bot lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 so tough. You know, it's so tough. Um, anyway, great Clockworm Sorry, I disagree with you. Mark seems like he's a little bit more in your camp, but uh, maybe not completely. Uh, thank you for the call. Anything you wanna shout out before we take a quick break?
3: Um, I guess I'll shout out the fact um I still do love my boy Cloud9 Niski, and I'm not, you know, shitting on any way. Um and I do think I would definitely agree that the other members of this Cloud9 team were, you know, also very integral to the success they had this year. Vulcan's my favorite player in the LCS. I got his bobblehead sent on my desk, so um I don't think Cloud9's gonna necessarily be bad next year without perks. I guess I'm just saying like he was a good investment. He brought a lot of success. And, uh, you know, he was worth his weight in golden. But, uh, yeah. What the, will you think of on C9 next year? Uh, I would be sad, but I would I'd probably root for whatever team Vulcan's on. I love Vulcan, man. He's he's, he's he's the good. So, he's my guy. But, um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been a while since I called on, but I've called on a couple times before. So, it's good to talk again. But uh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, you know, go Cloud9. Very good.
2: Thank you so much, Greg Cogharm, for the call. And we'll catch you next time. Sure. All right, time to do a quick break uh, and the break is to talk about Alienware. Uh, you can go to Alienware.com Travis and right up at the top. There's this beautiful image of the new Alienware Aurora now in the R13 and R14 uh, builds. You can take a look at those and just look at the fantastic case they're bringing uh, for optional because I think some people like this, some people don't a transparent side to the case. Uh, Where you get to get that beautiful look inside of it if that's something you're going for and you get some nice lights in there But it's really cool that they were able to uh, take the aurora and really evolve it make it uh, Next level I think for the end of 2021 and into 2022. So I know a lot of people right now They're like trying to maybe you maybe you've even built your computer in the past and you're like Oh, man, it's so hard to find graphics cards or something like that, you know, maybe just make it easier on yourself go take a look at these systems and see what you think. We got a code for you. It doesn't work all the time on on some of the newer stuff, so you'll have to check it depending on the build. Uh, But that's in the description of the YouTube video if you're watching this there. You can go check it out if you're listening to the podcast somewhere. Uh, But it's a a beautiful machine that they've put together. Highly recommend taking a look at it. Uh, Really love what they're doing over there. And you know, just think about them because they've got some great, by the way, that's the other thing is like the sales are coming up. Uh, I know it's the 1st of November, so perhaps that means I can officially start talking about Black Friday. Uh, They've got some really cool deals that go on around this time of year. So keep an eye on the stuff. Maybe it'll move a little bit around the holidays if you're uh, thinking about buying something during some of these holiday season sales. And uh, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring so much of what we do here uh, at Travis Gafford Industries. All right. Mark is off to grab the next caller. Red Rain, thank you for the eighteen months. Surrender, Petty, uh, Washi, Arvigs, uh, Ice Shredder twenty two. Thanks everyone for the subs. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> Coming along here. Oh, Blue Jay is here. Blue Jay, welcome back. It's been a bit since you've been on the show. Remind everyone where you're calling from.
4: Hello, calling from Ontario, Ontario, Canada. Yes, not California.
2: Ontario, Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show?
4: Uh, so my take is kind of related to what you guys were just talking about. It is, uh, with all three major imports being Alfari, Sword Art, and Perks, leaving the LCS after just one year, should we worry about the LCS being able to import talent? Like they import that talent specifically, uh, since North America doesn't have a good history of developing that kind of talent itself. And uh, it also doesn't help that two of those three had major drop-offs in their level of play. And then a uh, follow up question. Did we is, spend all our notes. money
2: on them and now we're we can't yeah. we're out of money? We can't go get import, imports. Like we spent yeah, these, then, the money on these guys and now we're broke.
4: Well there's that. And then the other question is should we even want the imports considering your return on investment can vary anywhere from core JJ to like crown levels? Like there's a lot of variance in what you get from the imports.
2: <sighs> what do you think, Blue Jay?
4: I don't know, because, like, so we haven't had a good, um, uh, what's the word, um, talent uh, development system, and it's kind of, like, new, like, only lately has North America really put a focus into that, and so I don't think we know what we're going to get out of it yet. So, like, if we can actually develop some players, it's like, oh, who, like, who cares then, you know? But if we can't, then it's like, well, damn, now we might be in deep shit, because if even perks can, we'll say, struggle for lack, like, for his um level of gameplay we'll call it struggle uh than anyone can right
2: drop i mean maybe uh, drop off is also kind of dramatic but yeah i mean it it's hard to say he really struggled in the lcs but it certainly did not feel like he was playing gameplay i would
4: consider it struggling and i would also say he definitely dropped off for sure I, i know sorry last caller but he dropped off
2: mark what were you saying
0: I mean, drop-off sounds like he's not c- coming back. I think you just say he had a slump is probably the, the closest thing. But, I mean, it's it's kind of splitting hairs because he was successful, but just not like – maybe he was okay. overhyped, didn't up to the hype. I don't know what, what phrase you want to use, but I, I think there's some truth to what
2: you're saying.
4: Shout-out to Pact in the live chat because he says didn't meet expectations. I think that's a lot better way to put it.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean – Go ahead, Mark.
0: I think – so one angle of this for me is that I don't even feel like it's – necessary to blame the players who didn't meet expectations because a large part of it is like new environment yeah let's say a worse environment <laughs> um north america is just not as conducive to success on especially the international stage um so definitely struggled individually but he has probably some level of culture shock that maybe perks and alfari didn't have even though it, you know they, they still get some as europeans in america um definitely a lot worse if it's not your even second language, like, you know, fluency levels kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a struggle. And I think another angle is that you're playing with worse teammates and this is something that like, doesn't get emphasized enough, but like G2 last year, even though they struggled, you know, in 2020, they were still decent, you know, (laughs) they're still pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a large, like a number of people on C9, you could argue not as good. (laughs) Um, no offense, I don't want to, like, flame anyone or, or start anything, but we're talking about one of the greatest Western teams of all time compared to C9. Like, um, you know, I think League is such a interconnected game that, like, if you're a great mid laner, but suddenly all your lanes are losing a little bit more, and your jungler is not quite as consistent, you know, or, or whatever, like, it does influence your performance, too. So, you know, going from Bin and Feng and, like, all these guys for Sword Art, you know, like, yeah, it's a It's a downgrade.
2: Caps (laughs) for perks. The GT roster may be a bit different than some of our LCS rosters. Um,
0: The one I'll say is Alfari probably had better teammates than he fucking had on.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he did. He certainly had better results. Yeah, so you know, (laughs) yeah,
0: that too.
2: I, I just okay. I, I think my desire for imports in joining North America and the LCS. I think over time it, I struggle a lot with this because it's hype as fuck when parks comes over here. Like that was the most fun for me in the off season of last year. And it's like, like the off season I have such a uh, weird feelings about because it fills me with joy and glee and it's like really exciting. And like as, as much as the chat and everybody is like berating me for, roster rumors and leaks like i'm behind the scenes being like i just want to hear all the cool stuff and then i hear so much and there's so many different spicy things and you have to kind of figure out like what is actually happening what's actually you know sorting sorting the signal through for the noise and at the same time i i still stand by everything i just said for the last caller about why i think it was probably not great that perks ended up coming over here because it's like it's Uh, You know, I've gained some weight during the the pandemic, and uh, it has given me some perspective in that sometimes uh, something can be really enjoyable and yet also unhealthy. Uh, And uh, you you just gained that perspective? Maybe maybe (laughs) eating. Yeah, I've realized that now at the age of uh, 32. So, uh, all the chocolate that I was eating last night at the Halloween party. So, I. I think that that's kind of where my head is at is like these, these really big name folks who perhaps are not going to stick around. It's uh, it's rough. I think the places where I am excited about, like let's say Osh never became like part of the LCS region or whatever. I think picking up fudge would have been, in fact, that's when Jack did pick him up and second on the Academy said, I think that was great. Uh, I think there are probably some other players over in, in Europe that are, are in a similar position or maybe in the in the east I think that stuff is even though it's less exciting to me. I think it is healthier over time one of the other things that somebody pointed out to me recently is like you look at the uh, The players that are still here uh, Mark you and I kind of talked about this. It's like of the players that are Competing in LCS that are from Europe it's, like, a, mo- almost entirely this old-school generation that have been here for longer than a year. It's, like, Sven and Bjergsen and Jensen. Like, there's there's not... Santorin? And, yeah. Yeah, there's not as many people that have come over... Like, Sven might be the... Sven might be one of the only examples of somebody I, who's I come over. I said PoE. Yeah, PoE. But even PoE is, like, feels, like, a lot longer than there. You know, it's just... It's it doesn't feel like we're often able in fact like there were some nis some nisky rumors I've they've kind of died now down now So maybe it's probably not happening But there were some nisky back to C nine rumors at one point in time that I didn't feel comfortable going with and I'm happy I didn't since they've died down, but but like that that would I was like this would be fucking hilarious if it happens this guy would be back in LCS for the third time <laughs> like Oh my god. You know how, how how is anybody supposed to build fandom or storylines? You 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 imagine like the stat sheet comparing him on the broadcast where there's just like, well, he was here this year and then like Gaps he was not here over. this year. Then here's this. Yeah, you're just like trying to compare it to get some somebody else. It's just I don't know. So, uh I think I am I am less even if I'm excited in the moment around big signings, I think those are less healthy for the league than um Folks who are, like, pretty like less exciting, but perhaps are going to be here for longer, um, and perhaps like have less reason to boomerang back to to LEC.
4: Sure, but then there's like, if the development system in North America doesn't pan out the way we would all like it to, we could be in deep shit.
2: Yeah, what does deep shit look like? We don't do well at Worlds know. and MSI. <laughs>
4: yeah true same old like oh no
2: that would be terrible (laughs) if we were unable to compete on the international stage
4: no but the thing is though is that things can get worse i know it feels like it can't but things can get worse yeah we we
2: could lose some plans or something
4: i I agree with with what you're saying
0: like we're we're we're, it's half meaning but like we could start dropping play-ins travis (laughs) We could only have two teams in groups like it can get worse
2: yeah i mean I, i get that um and i don't want to discount the fact that like we were arguably more competitive in groups this year but like a lot like part of the reason we were more competitive in groups this year was because of uh perks and alfari and they're now gone um right. like i it, it can get worse but it can also get better right like what yes, if we can. didn't have to to pay players a bajillion dollars to get us slightly beyond groups sometimes you know what if we were able to find more dannys and and put up even similar results to what we're putting up right now but at a fraction of the cost with players that are going to stay in the league for the next five to six to eight years uh and you know like i i we i think that's worth pursuing
4: or the good old argument of you could put that money towards the development system right i don't know if that ever happens but that's an argument i've heard
2: yeah no it's true
4: i mean
0: i i feel like the the truth is that there's going to be something in the middle because i do feel like when you you hit on a import that works well like even abadage when you know pop smith's in chat saying abba's not going anywhere anytime soon you know like great you have a, a foundational piece around your team and who knows where you go from here you know um core jj for example like seems like a tl lifer at this point who knows But, like, you know, I I do think there's still value in in them. Like, maybe there was a bit of an overreach this last year. Uh, It sounds like a lot of people are not thrilled about the the Sword Art signing and how much money that was. And maybe, you know, perks was a little bit more than than you should have paid for it. But the idea of bringing him over is not one I'm opposed to. You know, like, if if, if Caps comes over next year, am I really going to be like, oh, fuck, assuming Caps looks okay this year? Okay, but what if Caps comes over
2: next year? I mean in 2023 or something like that. And then like just boomerang's back a year later, you know what I mean? Like I would also be excited but about I'm cats.
0: saying I'm like I'm okay with that risk. Like
2: You're you're frozen. I don't know Hello? if you're waiting to say something. Right.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. My my everything just cut out. I actually froze for a little bit myself. Visually just like waiting for the sound to come back. I said I'm okay with that risk. I don't know if that came through
2: oh yeah yeah i heard you say that i but it sounded like you were gonna say something else um no i i yeah i am uh, i just like us to to calm down a bit maybe that's the best way maybe what mark is saying is like somewhere in the middle would be good we need more roster stability we definitely need more roster stability guess what guys like i'm not i'm not hearing it that the roster stability is coming in this offseason like even beyond those guys (laughs) like like I, I heard that. Um, Eg is is. Uh, well, I was gonna say happen. that. Yeah, I've heard. There's there's rumors abound that that Danny might be leaving EG, or other players might be leaving the team, as well. This uh, one instead this of this one's Danny. for Kelsey
0: Moser. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Chovy is available. That's that's for Kelsey.
2: So like that's the shit that drives me crazy, right? Like you, and he, and maybe he'll stay, and then it'll just mean that because my understanding is that they're. Probably not gonna like if if Danny's there then a lot of the other players won't be there or if a lot of their players stay like there's just no world in which uh, you have the majority of that roster stay with Danny and vice versa Um, that is that is that is the the rumor of the scuttlebutt that I've heard from multiple sources Uh, and and it's like that shit just feels bad right like here you are EG you're always talking about talent development you're always talking about North America. And then you find this, like, diamond in the rough, and maybe they'll build around him, uh, but it might cost them most of the rest of their roster. Um, or maybe, like, he'll end up on another team, but it's just, it's it's crazy, right? It's it's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. Now everybody's just typing two- or three-letter team names in front of, of Danny. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Who knows, who knows what will happen, but uh, that's that's the type of stuff that I hear and I'm like, that's spicy. Everybody, when I say that, Twitch chat explodes because it's crazy, but it's also like, is that healthy? Uh, probably not. Bluejay, thanks so much for the call. Anything you wanna shout out before we uh, go on to our next caller?
4: Uh, yeah, I wanna shout out a, a prop sheet that me and JNT made uh, for Worlds 2021. I'm gonna put it in the uh, self-promo channel, but it's free to enter and it's just i don't know i think it'll make worlds a lot more fun to watch so if anyone wants to join the prop sheet i'll put it in the self promo channel in travis's discord and you guys can check it out and maybe win some money so thank you for that and uh thank you for having me on the show guys
2: yeah have a good one goodbye i think somebody just tried to open my front door um kobe's not here there's no reason anybody should be trying to open my front door.
0: That I really sent Ashley
2: over. Oh, yeah? Just to scare me? No. Yeah. Uh, Yeti, thank you for the four months. ENS Hero. Should I get the next caller? Thank you for the Prime. Yeah. Am I? Uh, what do I Okay. <laughs> EP, thank you for the 25 months. Uh, Akajar, I Shredder. I believe I got everybody else. Arvix. I think that should be it. Um. <laughs> General Sniper in the chat. General Sniper, when are you, when are you able to play in the LCS? What's going on with you? Has it been enough years? Come on, we're all we're all waiting. I owe General here. This will be my public apology. Last year, I was going to try to do a documentary on General Sniper, and then we just ended up getting really busy on stuff, and I, I kind of ghosted him, which is not my intent and uh damn I, you I ghosted
0: I the fucking next great north american player he's gonna remember that when he's in the lcs three when years when he from shows now. up in the lcs interview with him ever again yeah
2: i'm gonna have to retire when he shows up uh from this job because i will be officially out uh out
0: imagine if fucking double lift 10 years ago messaged you and you just ghosted Doublelift's ass. where would you be
2: uh, Nowhere. I working at like a tech company or something <laughs> uh i'd be a lobbyist Lion Nation is here. Lion Nation, where are you calling from?
1: Calling from Seattle.
2: Seattle. What do you want to talk about on the show?
1: Uh, My take was that TSM announcing that they want to rebuild and try and have a developmental roster uh, and also specifically addressing the fact that expensive rosters have failed for them in the past is like the biggest news, the biggest LCS news that nobody seems to be talking about.
2: So I want to... Does anybody have the exact quote from this? Because I've heard a couple different... Uh, situations and and by the way, like this, this is this topic is so near and dear to Mark that he's starting to tear up right now just thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, it was in the video. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lion Nation.
5: Yeah, it was in the um, video. I'm just
2: wondering if anybody has the direct quote because I've heard it misquoted a couple different ways and I don't remember it specifically well enough to paraphrase it and not fuck it up because it was like a very specific thing. Yeah, I guess Blue Jay. I'm probably,
1: I am probably fucking up the paraphrase. Blue Jay says so I in, I the quote is. Like, right
2: according to reggie or sorry according to blue Jay, reggie says quote we intend to focus on up-and-coming players and to build our team culture around these rising stars and parth says to clarify this does not mean tsm will be an all-rookie development roster which like so i'm glad that we got the exact quote because i've i've felt like those two things are somewhat both sides yeah yeah exactly i for me for me the way that I was saying it earlier on a stream is it's exactly the type of thing that you would hear from like a Dignitas or an Immortals Uh, (laughs) you know what I mean where they're like listen we believe a lot in like young players who are inexpensive and that doesn't mean that we're not going to win everybody okay we think there's a ton of value out there in these players that um, and so like I am very curious to see what that means for TSM because it's like it does feel very cake and have it eat, eat it too
0: they also said in a reddit comment reggie said that hooney and speak will be playing with the team next year so like on some level this is already true like you could literally fill the next three lineups with rookie talent and his statement would still be true because spika and hooney are not are not rookies so like you know it, it could still be where it is mostly a developmental roster and it is still mostly young players but you still have some veterans which is how almost every no one no one really does five rookies so like in some sense, his his statement can still be true, um, and still be more developmentally right. Focused. Right.
1: And I appreciate the acknowledgement of you know we spent a lot of money before and we've gone zero six or we didn't even make it to Worlds, right? Like, that's the other the other P pe- the other half of that that gives me more hope for the validity of of the I don't know of the promise.
2: I mean, I kind of hope that I don't know because I've heard rumors both ways on what EG is going to do and so if they end up like taking that spot of like big spender for next year but you would hope that if tsm is less in the running to like bid for like big name stars and spend a ton of money that actually causes salaries to go down a little bit for at least top talent um that is that's kind of the hope that i have right now because i don't think that we're in a healthy state right now with the the money that's being spent so um sorry so lion we- nation you're saying that this is like a really big story that they're heading that they're like we're out of the money race
1: yeah i think it's. it seems like a really big deal give like i feel like i was looking at like the reddit thread after they announced you know after the announcement video and it was all like well guess i'm not a fan of tsm anymore you know bergson's gone um and i don't know it feels like we, last year, we had this huge conversation about developmental talent and and trying to, like, bring new people in. And now it's like, gosh, I hope that TSM does well this year with hopefully, a, a you know, at least a few rookie players so that we can get some, I don't know, some hoping going.
0: Well, so I do think it's an interesting take because... As long as CSM's been in the LCS, they've been competitive. They have been trying to be the best team in the league. And this feels like the first time I've ever heard them say that's not their goal.
2: Right. Well, so like, now they- people on Twitch chat are saying that Reggie's AMA, which I think has been ongoing for a while. Maybe he's been going back in and updating it. But that he said that there's still going to be top three spenders in North America. I don't see the uh, – I'm trying to go through the AMA right now to try to find it. Um, it would
0: still be a top three spend. Well, okay, that's a pretty different story then. So I don't know where he said video. it, but
2: here, here's here's some interesting stuff that is relevant to this. He said, "FTX is not allowed by Riot LCS both on our jersey broadcast or name. It's hard to justify spending FTX's investment when LCS provides no value to them. LOL is around ten to fifteen percent of our aggregate fan base." We've invested that entire budget to expand globally and are now involved in 14 games with 18 rosters. Our other players and teams need support too. We are a top spender second in the league, which, like, I actually, th- I'm curious. I thought they were the highest spender, but uh, in the league and only only behind the highest spender by a maximum of 10 to 15%, and will continue to be a top spender. LCS viewership is down 20% last year, and the top spending teams spend more than 2 to 3 bottom teams added together being an organization that came from league. We're one of the teams that spend the most worldwide spending more won't solve our problems. We want domestic results. We'll need to look within. Um, if we want international results, our teams and NA need to work together. I don't know what it means when he says our teams and NA need to work together. I think maybe like we all need to go spend a ton of money. I think Um, he's saying
0: more scrim culture and probably stuff like that.
2: Um, so it is kind of confusing because like, uh, in air and some areas, uh, he seems to imply that they're pulling back a bit, and then in this area, he says they're still going to be a top spender. So I don't know what that means. Um,
1: Definitely some mixed messaging going on, which I guess probably just means that they're like keeping their options. Like I don't know, we can do whatever we want because we never actually committed to anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, some people in Twitch are saying like, oh, it's it's more like spending on development and infrastructure, but, like...
2: That's not really what it feels like the messaging is here.
0: Right. I uh, I can't... I'll say it's less clear than their messaging was in the past about what they're doing, to, to make a weaker version of the statement I was just making. um, You know?
1: But, okay, but at the end of the day, nobody's memeing TSM Chovy this year, right? I mean, they're still memeing it for the sake of <laughs> Okay, they're right? memeing it, but nobody if that happened it would be i would say extremely surprising
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think the way it sounds to me is like they're still going to spend money on their org they're not going to go full golden guardians or immortals and some of these other orgs but i also don't think they're balling out looking for new imports it sounds like they're looking internally for players that they can invest in um and some of those players might still take an investment like i i don't know maybe they, they try and grab
2: he says our budget is still competitive and will still be a top spender i'd rather just spend more across the board on several players in academy and academy than on one to two big names hmm. yeah i don't know
0: i mean that still says to me you're not signing anyone splashy you know like yeah. you're, you you can still pump resources into Academy and get some good players. I honest, mean, this, the
2: scary thing for him might be that, or for TSM fans, and this is just like an example, right? But like CLG might have been considered, depending on how you define top spender, I think CLG might have been top five, might have slipped into top five last year in spending. No, I think Hunter T and EG were still up there. More. No, yeah,
0: they're still gonna beat them
2: out. So, yeah, I don't know. I just it's it's interesting. I get like to me that sounds more like a twenty twenty one EG roster where like EG was spending a lot, but also not on like big names. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to to see who fits the profile that they're kind of describing for themselves.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out soon, but. I uh I don't know. I'm I'm very curious. Uh I've yeah. okay. anyways, I I,
0: I still okay. I still like the call about calling attention to like what TSM's exactly. future is more than just tunneling on the Bjergsen angle. Yeah, exactly. it got
1: overshadowed by Bjergsen. and even if I don't know, I guess there's some doubts about how it's gonna go down, but I hope that it goes down with more rookie talent and I want more attention on that story. Well
2: here here's where I'll I'll send this conversation. I am so curious to see what happens to TSM next year from a fan base perspective. Okay. Mark and I have been doing this long enough. We can tell you guys that like at, at the very least there was a point in time where the vast, if you were an LCS fan chances where you were a TSM fan, like they, they were the majority of the fans in the LCS were TSM fans. I think that that has sort of started to split out with like C9 and TL coming up and then maybe like Hunter T edging in a spot. Uh, and then basically there's almost nobody else right now that's on the fandom side. Um, and and I I really wonder if Bjergsen leaves, if they they put together a roster that's like Huni, Spika, two European rookies you haven't ever heard of, and like I don't know J- Jensen. Like, is that enough to command TSM's fans? By the way, that's not a leak. It was, just, it was an example. Everybody call me your jets. Um, like I don't, I don't know. I think there's a good ch- and like let's say they they just consistently place like fourth and fifth for a while with that. Uh, I am. I don't know. Like I just, I wonder what happens. One, I wonder if those fans stick around in the LCS. I wonder if they stick around for TSM, or if they go elsewhere. It's like a very nothing like this has ever happened before in the LCS to Lion Nation's call. We've never seen a situation where TSM has put together a roster that might be like way especially I mean, at least when they had this roster this year, they had Bjergsen as the coach and a lot of people were curious about that. Like there's a very good yeah. chance this is the least compelling roster in League of Legends history that TSM has put together. That is like kind of my takeaway from what they are saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's a pretty strong possibility. Even this year, if you weren't hyped, you know, people were debating like this roster will probably get fourth. it <laughs> did. But like, you know, I remember I remember th- thinking power ranking them fourth or third maybe. Um, and you're like, well, Huni's not the best in this role. Like, they didn't ha- normally. It's like TSM has multiple players best in role, and this split it was like maybe none. And like, it turned out to develop to, to be that for for somewhere in, in jungle. But like, you know, it doesn't feel like that com- is going to be any sort of conversation that you have next
2: split. Yeah.
1: It also goes into like the overall the like push and pull of the community of wanting more rookie talent and then as soon as they don't succeed on their first try, like trying to kick them out. And I wouldn't be surprised if TSM doesn't do well this year, and also will be very sad to see when or if or if or when the TSM fans then like whatever blow up and get mad.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sure they will. i I mean like even even if they're like middling, you know people would be like, free speaker from jail. You I know, will like-
2: say props to prox props to Reggie. Cause I think the Q and a is very well written and he seems to have pretty good answers for a lot of the fans questions and stuff. So like he's doing, I think he's done a good job of recovering at least the subreddit. Uh, if not the broader fan base from sort of the edge, they were on whenever it was like, sort art has gone. Uh, uh, Bjergsen's gone. Lena seems maybe gone. Like it, it was all heading on one day and all those folks were um, seemingly in a really bad place. And I think I think at least his answers have helped some people feel better. But uh, I, I don't know, to this point that we're having a conversation about right now, it's like, uh, how are they going to feel if they end up sixth in spring and summer with the uh, players that, other than Spica, people don't super care about? I don't know. Lion Nation, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller?
1: Uh just uh game fuel alienware and uh, riff reaction.
2: Oh, very good. Thank you so much for the shout-outs. Appreciate it. All right. Thank so you. On to our next caller. Uh uh uh, uh EP H, thank you for the 25 months. White tiger, uh Matt, mesh beard iron scrub vaults c c9 is life and tom shu tom shu for three years says uh yesui for lcs i think he was in the lcs recently i forget how that went Uh, all right i'm gonna
0: allergy medicine i'm coming right back
2: okay off mark goes to the the allergy medicine uh hey it's dave is it dave or david which you prefer
6: whatever you want doesn't matter to me
2: uh, Dave is a, a man who does a lot of uh, TikTok content uh, around League of Legends eSports that I think is quite good. And also he, uh, he's helped me in the past with some data stuff. So good to have you on the show. Uh, remind everyone where you're calling from.
6: Calling from Hell's Kitchen in New York City.
2: Hell's Kitchen. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show?
6: So I want to address some of the negativity surrounding worlds and how that spawns a lot from co-streaming. A topic that I know you've talked about a good bit.
2: Well, there's no co-streaming at Worlds.
6: No, but the live event viewing does still pull a significant amount of viewership. And ultimately, I do think that the the negativity that we saw surrounding the LCS this year specifically was definitely driven in part by some people's disdain for the broadcast, but more so criticisms levied by co-streamers, including Doublelift, LS, DOM, etc. Now using LS as the example because he was supposed to be on tonight and I was looking forward to this debate, but unfortunately it can't happen. Uh, he is right to criticize in the position that he's in. He was supposed to be the coach of T1 at the time. So he, the way he views his stream is how a coach would look at their players. When they're messing up, he's going to get mad. And he has a very similar vibe in that sense. The issue is not him acting like that. It is the fact that all of the people that watch him that then go on to say the same things on social media, to basically perpetuate the negativity that is there beyond just what is happening in the moment is bleeding everywhere. And you're seeing it most notably this past weekend in the semifinals where we had this great series between One and T1, everybody was hyped. It goes into the game five series the next day and everybody's losing their minds over how bad it is and automatically projecting that onto the world's finals now as well, possibly overshadowing any hype even if it does go to five games and it's a semi-decent series there's automatically going to be negative views coming into this that are going to persuade people from feeling good from the jump
2: so okay uh, some, some fill-ins on this stuff uh, because I, I do think that it was interesting where I was like monitoring social media during semis and you kind of especially the I don't know, you kind of saw this this mix, especially on the second day, of like people being like, this is hype as shit, and then other people being like, make it stop, this is terrible. Um, and I, th- I assume that's what you're referencing.
6: Yeah, but that's also symbolic of many things that we've seen throughout the entire year through LCS. Not as much LEC, but more like the co-streaming elements that are now bleeding into that later.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've talked in the past about how... I think co-streaming can be kind of tough. It's funny. We haven't really talked about it from a world's perspective, but from a North American perspective, I, I've talked about how I think it's really rough when I tune into it. I preferred watching co-streams this year. Uh, I want to clarify that now. How the beginning. fucking I, dare you? That was the majority of where I was. I thought uh, the new caster that they brought into the LCS was very lackluster. And uh, most analysts... How dare you shit on
0: Raz like that,
2: dude? That what did have... Most, most analyst desk segments that didn't have Raz... Well, Raz ghosted on the party last night, so, you know. Um, well,
0: you said caster. Raz is Raz a caster. If you I said something know, about analyst know, desk, I, I would have said, I was... I said, said someone else. I would have done anything to deflect away from me. Yes, I know. I know you <laughs>
2: would have. Um, but anyway, I preferred watching the... the especially, like, the sneaky Medios Double F1. But it would suck whenever I'm watching it, and Peter would be like, I can't believe this player is even allowed in the LCS, you know. Because um, I'm like, that's... It's not. We're not really building this player uh, for future success with the fans, you know. And I and I do think like Jazuke took forever and really basically had to win All Pro for people to turn around their opinion on him. Um, but I haven't really thought about it much from the world's perspective. Uh, Mark, what do you think?
0: Um, I don't know. To be honest, I feel like. There's a negativity problem. There's always been a bit of a negativity problem, even before co-streaming was really a thing or like the content creators were necessarily as, or these, this batch. I mean, like there were always talk shows and the talk shows were always critical, like going back to summoning insight, you know, that used to be the platform and it's maybe been democratized a bit between all the different co-streamers and stuff, the negativity's still there. Um, but I do feel like if there's one thing that's changed, it's the influence of riot content has dropped because riot content was never really negative. No. Um, and I, I I would almost say in some regards part of this issue has been exacerbated by the lack of like engagement on some LCS content, like I, I don't I, I would have to check, but like I don't think things are as big as they used to be and So it and, might be like know.
2: less people so in the past people would go watch the dive or this or that or the main LCS or PTL. Or PTL, uh, and or there any would be stuff. the
0: the world's top twenty list, and yeah, there would yeah. be a lot more. I feel like hype around the LCS related products, or even the the, the riot related products. Not necessarily and instead, the, the, the Diphoria still gets hype, and some of the metrics are still fine. I should say, even on their individual YouTube channels. But in terms of Reddit engagement, where I think a lot of people's general perception comes from, these things do not get the traction they used to get. Even if like viewership is still fine on on a lot of these these episodes and stuff or maybe it's down I mean, still, I but at the down, very least but... it doesn't it doesn't dominate the conversation the way it used to be the the main piece of conversation now it's yeah. ls's tier list and kajal's tier list and what did ls or what did kajal say about dom's tier list <laughs> you know like it, it's driven a lot more by community figures now than it was in the old days especially and so now in instead Spider-Man. of
2: consuming a lot of stuff that's like oh hey like this is yeah, you know this player's had a rough split. I'm you hate so to see for it. this
0: matchup because this guy played this guy two years ago, and they have this story. And yet, and that's a lot how Riot talks about things. Content creators go, "Well, that team's fucked. They have no chance against this team." I don't care about the storylines; they're goddamn trash. This yeah, team's gonna go, win those 3-0. might turn
2: off my guys might turn off the stream because who wants to watch Golden Guardians of Martles?
0: Um, <laughs> I'm not even talking about. I'm saying even for Worlds, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there, there's not much of a focus on the narrative elements. In yeah. in the analysis driven content creator world.
2: Okay, so let me let me play the devil's advocate here, Mark. Fans will say, yeah, but they're speaking the truth, right? Like you guys was used to force these fake narratives, uh, and hype up these teams that are actually shitters. And like I love watching them because they don't hold back. It's hashtag unfiltered and they're they're speaking the truth.
6: Um is it the truth whenever they're predicting NA to go completely winless at Worlds and then the broadcast and many of the points brought up by the LCS analyst are right?
2: To LS's credit, he, he's one and one on predicting a team to go zero and six and being right about it. Okay. Last year at Worlds, he predicted TSM to go zero six. People were in an uproar and then they went zero six. Obviously that did not work with TL. And, uh, I think Steve in my interview said, fuck LS. Uh, but,
0: (laughs) but, I mean, so, so Papa raises a good point in Twitch chat, where he says the role of Riot Broadcast build up national rivalry, the role of the co is to build up the Co-Streamers persona. And I think, you know, like that's hundred percent what LS and everyone else is doing. And I don't fault them. I, I want to be clear when I say this negativity has always been around and it's not on them. I, I just, what I mean is like that riot angle has not gotten the traction it has in the past for whatever reason, you know, or there's less of an emphasis on it. Um, and so like, I think a lot of, a lot a non-negligible portion of the vocal fan base ha- is is more in line of following those conversations than they were in the past um so yeah i, I don't know i don't i don't really fault ls for he- being the na doubter and the lck fanboy like that's his persona and he you know believes it on some level and he's going to make spicy predictions to to make spicy predictions and stuff and I don't think he's saying anything he doesn't believe. I don't want to make it sound like he's just making shit up. No more than I think people should think that the broadcast is making shit up because we spend more of our talking time about historical data points and like, hey, these guys met four times. And like, he got the better of them in these three matchups. And, you know, like, I think that's just the angles that everyone plays. So my point with all this is like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't really want to blame the co-streamers necessarily um, when there's more things going on than just like, co-streamers came out of nowhere and they
6: hate everything. To be clear, I'm not, as I said, I'm not blaming somebody like LS. You're you're an LS hater. Well, Dave, Uh, Uh, it's going to be labeled that way. I went into that on a TikTok uh, two days ago, and somebody's like, that's an L point. And I was like, okay, well, fair. You know, debate me. Why is it an L take? And they're like, because LS daddy. And I was like, okay, well, you know, moving on from this.
0: You did have a number of interactions on your uh, posts in in Discord. One part I liked, and I might have missed it when I was getting my allergy medicine. You you said that they also, co-streamers also contribute to a lot of the social engagements that players get now positively as well, I believe was was the angle that you're talking about, the growth that yeah. they might
6: see. So I actually just wrapped up the LCS social media analytics for post Worlds as like the final conclusion before we jump in the next year. And there is a direct one-to-one comparison of players that are in the favor of co-streamers, aka obviously Fudge, uh, and a few other big names like that, that saw noticeable gaps between them and everybody else in terms of social media following uh gain from the beginning of the year to the end. So there is definitely a role where co-streamers are positively impacting player social medias and developing them beyond what the players can clearly do themselves, or maybe that even Ryan could do through content there, I'm not sure why there's this off, but... There is a clear one-to-one ratio there.
2: Trendemir dropping a sub in the chat right now. Mark Merrill tuning in for our co-streaming conversation. Here's your moment, Dave. If you want to say something to the the founder of Riot Games around co-streaming, I'm sure he's heavily involved in the day-to-day decision making around co-streaming opportunities. Uh, he's he's watching the show right now. Uh, congrats on Arcane, by the way, Mark. I'm glad to uh, to see all the cool stuff you guys. Thanks. Doing. Yeah. Not you the other one <laughs> um <laughs> uh um <laughs> yeah, sorry not to derail to the, the conversation yes no you're good see, see um, you at the premiere yeah
0: um uh, I, I do think the king making points a good one because there was like when fbi was popping off last year on golden guardians dash and i went to his twitter and i think he had like maybe a hundred or a couple thousand but like not many and, you know, we just spam tweeted, how come the best AD carry in the LCS is under, like, I forget what it was, X amount of, of people. And we just spam tweeted that. And, like, we saw his thing shoot up. And I feel like any time there's a playoff series where, like, a, a player pops off he doesn't have that much social interaction, I always try and try and hype them up. And I, it does work. And I think, you know, to, that, to their credit, co-streamers deserve a lot of credit for driving conversation. Like Jizuke, as an example. Even an established player. Um... He was getting shit on a fair amount for his co-stream being like, how can anyone watch this? It's insane. You know, like he's this, this nutcase, like it's the most entertaining thing possible. And then when he starts doing well, they continue that narrative, but now it's in a positive way, like, oh my God, you have to watch Jizuke's co-stream. So I, I do think, um, there is. Not Jizuke's things co-stream, to be said about Jizuke's the force uh, for good. pro Proview. Oh, excuse
6: me. His, his pro-views. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jizuke was the only evil geniuses player. To gain a social media following from the beginning of the year to the end, with the exception of Danny, but obviously I didn't track his stats at the beginning because that wasn't known.
0: Yeah, and as a new player, it's a little bit more obvious that that's going to happen. Yep.
2: Well, Dave, thank you so much for the call. I uh, hope the TikTok content is going well for you. The esports content. Uh, anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break?
6: Uh, I would like to shout out the the LCS organizations of. TSM, 100 Thieves, Cloud9, and who was the other one? Uh, Team Liquid for all having very good TikTok presences. Uh, they don't post enough League of Legends content. Nobody does. But somehow, I have a bigger following than five of the organizations. So please, LCS teams, that is a way to get a direct access to a younger audience that you can get into League of Legends. It's not hard to do two videos a day. You can pop them out in a minute and a half. Just upload tiktok content and try and grow league of legends of north america especially go into our biggest year next year with worlds in na you know what that's a good fucking shout out travis
2: all right fine we'll give him game field caller victory caller of the i just so that uh for the shout out uh I, last night by the way uh there were seven people all sitting around the table and one person and Mark had no idea what was happening when all of us, all at once together, said, "Oh no, our table—it's broken!" I, uh, all, so- all in sync, all synch- in synchronous, and Mark was confused as fuck. He's like, "I am clearly not." And that's because Mark does not, Mark only, he refuses to make his own TikTok and, and only consumes through his girlfriend.
0: Well, so what bothered me was Ashley was one of the people who shouted it out. She knew the reference, everyone knew the reference, and she usually has me in the loop. And I don't know what, how this one fell to the gap, but I felt, I felt like a big boomer when everyone yelled it. Um, but no, TikTok's a shit. And I, I think to the caller's point, it's what the youth are using. That's what youth-
2: Oh don't say that ever again. It's what
0: the youth are using. Oh my god, the you youth made me sound so
2: I feel so old having heard you say that. We're trying to start a Genshin content. You can't be sitting around being like it's what the, the youth are using. The
0: youth just love their waifus, let me tell you. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> I've never felt more old than in this moment. Uh, I just I sent you a message on how you can get our the free case of Mountain Dew game feel sent to you. Dave, thanks so much for the, the call, and we'll catch you next time.
6: Thank you so much for having me on.
2: Yeah, have a good one. Okay, uh, how's it going? I see. So Mark Merrill still hanging out in the chat. He was saying hi to, to Mark Zimmerman a second ago. He's hanging out. He's chilling. Uh, it's actually crazy how much stuff that they're doing around Arcane right now. It must be really cool, uh, for for Mark to see this. Actually, Mark Merrill, please tell somebody. I'd love to interview you or somebody associated with the project because here's what I will say while Mark is getting the next caller. I think what is fascinating is that there is very clearly a huge mentality shift in Riot that has occurred over the past couple of years. Because previously, I think you guys would have never done the stuff that you do are doing on Arcane because you would have perhaps felt, my, my impression is you would have thought it does not feel authentic to go out and partner with all these different places to do something with, well, Reddit I think feels authentic, but like have the collab with Fortnite, have all these arcane things all over the place, et cetera, et cetera. And I really do feel like my suspicion is Epic and all the crazy stuff that they have been able to do with Fortnite was a situation where it kind of proved out to, to Riot and probably other companies as well. Like, hey, you can do a lot of really cool mainstream collabs and have it still feel authentic. Uh, he said, no, nah, we just need time to establish ourselves. Uh, well, okay. Well, there goes my theory. Jin is here. Jin, where are you calling from?
7: <laughs> uh, I'm calling from Montreal,
2: Canada. Montreal, Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show?
7: Uh, I My take was that I think an NA versus EU tournament, post-season turn or post-split tournament, uh, would, is better for the, the Western audience in terms of engagement than Worlds or MSI. Um, with the caveat that NA and EU still perform as they do now,
2: as in like uh, we're still we're still uh, somewhat on equal footing, at least according to this year's Worlds,
7: and below uh, Korea and China.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if we're not competitive, then it's better to focus on an area where we where we are competitive than than to do the World. And you're not. But to be clear, you're not saying get rid of Worlds in, in MSI. You're just saying do no, this no, as no, well. No. Because this will actually be get more engagement and have people more interested than like watching our teams get smacked in the face well, by the LCK.
0: And and to be clear as well, like were you around for the Rift Rivals times or Battle of the, of the yeah. Atlantic?
7: Yeah. So 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 when I originally posted in, in club topics, I was joking that it's time for the yearly Rift Rivals take. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. I guess my idea is that that we should have a more elaborate Rift Rivals like top three NA, top three EU have a uh, double
2: Elam tournament um, before Worlds or MSI. Um, You're this, saying before Worlds or
7: MSI? Yeah. I So
0: I would even say, like, lock-in tournament. I mean, EU schedule is different than ours. I, I think it'd be cool if we sync them up and could do a lock-in tournament. Um, though I understand that might be, you know, logistically a massive upgrade to what lock-in is right now, which is just... NA teams competing in the LCS studio. Now you'd have to actually house the EU teams for a long period of time, or NA teams for an extended period of time. But we just, we would always um, have to
2: host it in Europe because the Europeans can't ever get the visa stuff sorted. And so that's how you do lock in and all the players can compete together is the European <laughs> players could actually compete in the LEC studio. It's a European anyways. Perfect. It's like, we can't bring instead, instead of bringing uh, the players to North America, we'll bring North America to them for our, our revived Battle of the Atlantic in January.
0: Yeah. And and I would say as well, and this was something I saw on Reddit that made me want to make this, or grab this topic, was this year, North America and Europe played a whopping seven best of ones against each other throughout the entire year. No best of fives. Um, That feels pretty fucking bad for what is the second biggest regional rivalry in all lowly sports. certainly the
2: most relevant to the english audience
0: yeah clearly the most relevant to the audiences that care about those regions um but like LCK, LPL, you can argue is bigger uh, because it's like a wrestle for who's the best region in the world and there's probably some some minor emerging regions that have some rivalries i know that that some of them always scrap but at least i feel like eu and na by sharing a fan base to to some degree and sharing reddit and sharing forum spaces and twitter spheres they fight and like (laughs) the fact that you could have an opportunity. Like, this is a year where, like, North America might have been better than Europe. We don't really know. But, like, it was close. Might have been us. I would have fucking loved to have had, like, a tournament dedicated to it. You know, like, yeah. who's better? And I feel like that's a, that's something I, I am really missing. And Rift Rivals was always in a weird spot. Kind of hated its location. But let's be fucking honest. Do, is the first half of spring any more compelling than, than a... a Interregional regional tournament between North America and Europe would be like no, no fucking way not the even fucking close so. yeah like lock in tournament like just fucking slam that shit in there just clap spring together let's let's sim- simplify it and like you know let's have some fun
2: yeah I I am there's a press conference on Wednesday of this week and I definitely tend to ask or intend to ask uh, the the Wally Sports leadership about the format stuff because there's been so much conversation about it this time around. And that point, I, that Reddit thread, I saw it as well, and I was like, that is crazy. Like, we can't get a single best of five between NA and EU in a year. Um, yeah. We have seven best of ones. You know, like this is, I think so many people care about these these rivalries i mean a twitch chat just it takes it over anytime it lcs game will happen and you just see people on the chat doing like the uh eu this na that blah 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 you know all the copy paste i'm from na
0: i like cheeseburger yeah, yeah, yeah whatever the fuck that one is yes
2: yeah, so the cheeseburger one is my fa- the, my favorite is the one where it's the out of breath cheeseburger they're memeing the na copy paster by uh making the na copy paste out of breath uh <laughs> eu is uh uh, uh NA, a oh, oh all right, just hand me another cheeseburger. That's the best coffee <laughs> pasta I've ever seen in Twitch the entire time I've been on Twitch. Like it is so good. Um and it's like one that shits on NA, but it's like teeth. yeah. And yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun. Um
7: And it doesn't have to be an NA just N A E too. Like there could be a like Rift Rivals was, there could be a Korea versus China tournament. I mean, on. yeah. At this point in time, we'd just That's be why.
2: resurrecting Rift Rivals, right? Like, right. But, but
7: Rift Rivals, the the format for Rift Rivals was always fairly awful.
2: I mean, it was bad. Like, you're you're splitting. You're in like the middle of summer split. You're flying over these teams well, they don't and care.
0: Even if you put Rift Rivals as a tournament, in a better place, it was always done a little weirdly. Some of them were okay. Yeah. But you know, it'd be like these three teams play these three teams, and like this weird, like you challenge this team, and that team challenges that team, like. If we were going to do it right in a lot of fans' minds, I think it would just be an actual tournament, normal, you know. Well,
2: you can do it completely normal because you'd have to have you. You couldn't have NA play NA and EU play EU, as that? Is I think you
0: could. Like if you, you let's say. You could, yeah.
2: Oh, you let's want to slam them all in there? It's Like a big group. I, I'm stage saying, throw out
0: logistics for a moment, and, yeah. and lock in tournament becomes a month long tournament with NA and EU teams interspersed into. You have 20 teams, right? Like, two groups of 10, four groups of five. I don't fucking know. Come up with whatever you want. But then, you know, you're mixing it up a fair amount.
7: It doesn't even have to be that big. Like, when I was uh, when I first came in, I said top three from each region, right? So, like, if, if you... And then let the
0: other ones do their own regional lock-in tournament. Who, who don't right. like that? So, so that way, at so, least everyone's so,
7: getting practice. Right, and you make a double elim. You have uh, first CDU on one side of the bracket, first seed NA on the other side, and then second seeds go against those each other's first seeds and then the third seeds and the losers like start off in the losers bracket and you just move up from there
2: i'm yeah. creating a poll uh to see if people would trade msi for a regional uh region. oh, you're saying
0: you're saying kill msi
2: there's some some I, people I, I, in I, chat I, are talking about that now would you trade msi I for a region to rival tournament
0: no uh, there's there's not enough international competition i wouldn't want to trade an international one for a,
2: just now, now you're influencing it. I would say yes, no, I'll I, trade I, it. That influencing
0: way. it. People are people were saying no before I these words left. I put the mouth.
2: I put the poll up. Dane, this was Dane and suggestion in the chat. The polls in Twitch chat now. You've you have you have sullied this this survey, Mark. All right, now we don't no, know. I didn't. It I mean, would have been overwhelmingly so yes, and then you came out and shit on it, and now we don't know. I don't think I have that much power. We'll never know. The results of this test of the survey, completely non-binding. Okay.
0: I'm just saying that the lock-in tournament and the condensed spring season sold me enough on that idea that you say, okay, bring tournament of some kind that's now looping in a couple European teams. I know Dana said, logistically, this would never happen. I agree. you would never put 10 European teams in NA for a random tournament. At the start of spring, I know they wouldn't do that, but I was just saying, logistically, in, in my perfect mind, if you threw logistics out, but realistically, to the caller's point, top three teams, and you do this kind of double seated bracket, losers already have the top three. And yeah, it's going to be a mess. The teams from that were the top three from last year might have roster swaps, and they're not going to like necessarily be indicative. You could do a fan vote for a while. That's how, uh, fucking.
7: All-Stars. All-Stars.
0: All-Stars worked. Was, yeah, you just voted the people you want. Like, yeah, fuck it. I know G2 and Fnatic are going to win. Whatever. Send them. TSMC are going to win. Whatever. It's a fun yeah, tournament. That, that's,
7: why, that's why I liked the idea of having this tournament between Worlds and regional playoffs, or MSI and regional playoffs, because then you already have everything seated already. But I guess the, the it, thing it that, sort of causes burnout with players. and
0: Burnout and competitive integrity concerns. I think a lot of people would rather be prepping for Worlds than worrying about some show tournament. So I, I don't think realistically yeah. that would work. I, I think... You have to either do it before,
2: honest. or in the middle, or at the end of the season. I think. Yeah. And if you do it in the and middle, think... you probably have to replace MSI, which you know we don't know. That could be what most people want. Uh, it's unclear at this time. I Eighty-two mean, would... percent do not want that. Oh, it's uh, that was you 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 <laughs> told all those people to do it. People on the Twitch chat said we have our own minds. Yeah, right. You guys just show up and repeat all the same shit you've heard on co-streams. Okay, you have you do not have your own minds. Uh, all right, Jin. <laughs> Yeah. Go ahead.
7: Oh, no, I don't know. I was just going to say I would have preferred like you short, shortened shorten the uh, spring split to make room for like a tournament. And then that would be played on one patch. And then so then you wouldn't have to worry about competitive integrity because MSI or Worlds would be on another patch. No, I think it's more about time spent
0: yeah, nobody, instead of prepping. You just qualified
2: for Worlds. Tre- nobody wants to go compete in a for fun tournament uh, against you. Yeah, most
0: most teams, as soon as they make Worlds, will start booking their boot camp and like heading over to the scrim. Even if there's a month and a half break, most of them go over right away, either to Korea or to where the tournament is taking place. Um, so I don't think anyone would want to then spend another week or two figuring this tournament out.
2: Yeah. Jin, thank you yeah, so much true. for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break?
7: Uh none of the usual stuff. Shout out to all the sponsors. Um looking forward to whatever whether you do a arcane um co stream or not.
2: Not Mark and I won't be doing an arcane co stream because we're actually going to be at the premiere, which I, I have the my invite right here, actually. Um
7: well, I mean, there's also episode two and three, right?
2: Uh yes, but I think Wait, I think you can only co-stream the first episode
7: uh, I think 2 and 3 were available as well Are they? From what I read
2: uh, Maybe uh, uh, I, Maybe they expanded it I'm looking at the article right now uh, While Riot will be de- debuting the episode on Twitch itself Any fan, content creator, or influencer wishing to co-stream the first episode of Arcane has permission You just got crushed Jin, what do you have to say to that?
7: Uh, I'll have to relook at the page, I guess. No, well,
2: anyway, I'm just teasing. Um, but uh, no. Here's what I will say: if you are if you are looking for Mark and I to do that content, I think I've convinced Mark that after every because because I think they're dropping them over time. So after, is my understanding. So anyway, we're gonna be sporadically doing, uh recap or not recaps but like uh, opinion pieces on like what we thought of each each of them so that'll maybe we'll stream those discussions or whatever. It'll be similar to when we do our book talks on the book channel. So yeah. You can stay tuned All for right. that. Thanks for having me. Jin thanks so much for the call. Really appreciate it and we'll catch you next time. Alright, we're gonna take a quick break to talk about game fuel. Hello everyone. Might I offer you some game fuel. I did I had a very beautiful post on my Twitter last night. I uh I went and got an orange game fuel. I stuck it between two candles and two pumpkins, and it was a fantastic little Halloween post. I'm still very proud of it. That's it has nothing to do with the sponsor segment that I'm doing right now. I just still am proud of how that turned out. So go check it. Go check it out on my Twitter. And engage with the tweet. Um anyway, you can go to gamefuel.com slash Travis and and You could use code Travis to try some game feel Yourself all year long people have been messaging me. They're trying it for the first time and they're falling in Love with it. All right uh, I mean, I don't know if I can say that it's ro- like not romantic love or something I don't, there's no I can't prove that all right, and I'm not trying to say it as a, something I can prove but people love it and you can get some really cool stuff right now if you sign up for for free The GameField Victory Pass, which gives you rewards whenever you purchase cases on their website, uh, including additional discount codes, uh, background socks. You can get socks. That is actually one of the – that's my favorite thing that I've seen on this so far. Fanny pack, accent strips, LED stuff, uh, uh, T-shirts, GameField controller skins. There's all sorts of cool stuff over there. So when you do – do me a favor. When you do sign up uh, or when you do go to GameField.com slash Travis and you use – code Travis at checkout make sure you are also leveling up your victory pass because uh, this thing lasts for six months so you have a while to uh, to get this thing going and uh, we appreciate all the support that all of you give us uh, with the game fuel purchases uh, so thank you so much to Mountain Dew Game Fuel for sponsoring the show uh, check the link in the description if you're watching on YouTube uh, to get access to delicious game fuel products uh, There's you know, we're all going to do, be doing a lot of gaming as we get into the um, off season in the winter, so make sure that you have the feel that you need to game. Mark, you hello ready for the na- the yeah. last caller. Should I go get them? Yeah, I'm done. Uh, uh, uh. C-Sus Caroline. Thank you for the 19 months and congratulations on affiliate. Sandy Toes. Thank you for the 19 months. Uh, Trendemir. Thank you for the 16. Sauce Boss 503 Omega Diamond Zinc. Trev 1657 Zemelkai. As well, and then Matt Mendo, thank you for the hundred bits. Mark is grabbing our last caller of the night. Uh, 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 where are we? Where are we? I know you guys want the show to go on forever. We've been going on for two hours. Um, let me, uh, let me. I know some some people want to use the Amazon link, so you guys can do that. I'll put them in chat. Uh, Mark's still still on the on the way to get our last caller. So I'm just filling time so that there's not dead space in the audio. Okay. Here we go. Jiro is here. Jiro, where are you calling from?
5: Hey, I'm calling from Cranston, Rhode Island.
2: Rhode Island. What do you want to talk about on the show?
5: Uh, My take was about um, the C9 rumors I've been seeing floating around on Twitter and uh, Reddit about how there's a possibility of Blabber and Fudge being sold as a package deal. And if it's true... Uh, this will be the single worst off-season move that Jack has ever made. Maybe the worst off-season move uh, that's happened ever in North
2: America. So, so can I ask? So you saw this on Twitter and Reddit? Yeah, uh, I don't
5: have exact links. I was looking for them near the whole like whole time. Uh, but, I so mean, I will like,
2: say I per, I put this in my predictions, and I would, if I could go back and stop myself from putting it in the prediction, I would. Uh, okay. I am I am now based off of more recent rumors. I think I am more worried about uh, Vulcan than I am about, about blabber and, uh, fudge leaving. But okay. what, what would you say? What would you say about Vulcan leaving Jero?
5: Um, I think that's another terrible move that Jack could make. There's <laughs> <laughs>
2: what are, okay. What is the move? What, what are the moves? Like you, so you I'll want say, Vulcan perks, perks and right. Sven are the only options, I'm, right? For you I'm going to, gonna, to I'm
5: going to admit I'm a little bit of a perks hater after this year um i feel for the amount of money that cloud9 has spent into him the results that we got back were just not even satisfactory um like sure quarters is fine but a lot of the games at worlds that we saw out of perks uh there was a lot of int going on a lot of throws eu sleeper agent i mean we saw the leblanc w back in the tiebreaker versus rogue um sven too he didn't He kind of choked hard at worlds um the reason why I was saying Blabber and Fudge being sold could be horrible is because they were just honestly C9's best performing players over the year. And I don't think that there um, are any better domestic players that could replace them. Um, and if you were going to import to replace them, who are any better residents that you could get to fill in mid or ADC or support? You know?
2: Mid or, sorry, who are the better options for mid or yeah, ADC? Yeah, yeah. So.
5: So you know how I was saying like blabber and fudge being sold could be horrible. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's any um, residents to replace them that could be any better than them or equal to them, and then that would mean that you would have to import probably. But if you import, you need to go ahead and get residents for um, mid or or ADC or support. And I don't think that there's really any good um, residents that. You okay, so get so no
2: reasons. not not leak not leak. But let's let's come up with a an idea here, right? Like, what if uh, Bjergsen goes to TL, but Jensen didn't work out in the ADC thing. What would you think okay. about Well, actually, yeah, Jensen no, would... was very unlikely to go back to C9, I think, because of, of the circumstances of his departure. But hmm. uh, would that would that be a scenario for you? I mean, there are players oh, here, hell yeah, right? yeah,
5: dude. Jensen's a smurf on the world stage. I mean, we saw him this year pulling out so many clutch moments. I would love to have Jensen back on C9. Um, but I just, like you said, I don't think it's very likely. Um I'm kind of hoping that, like, maybe a Danny buyout happens or something because that guy is killing it. But um, I don't know. I just I don't really know who else could live up to, I guess, cloud nine standards that are residents that could take up the uh, the mantle.
3: Um,
0: so, so, I mean, there, there's, there's a part to your take I agree with that there's not – incredible residents that you could get in top lane, especially. I mean, Licorice was kind of the top lane one, and they already made the decision to go with yeah, Fudge instead screwed. of him. Yeah. Well, I don't know about well, Scrooge. I, I, well,
5: you know what I mean. Like, it, it, they couldn't get him back, I don't think, now.
0: Yeah. And I don't think they'd really want to either. I think they they made their decision for, re- for, for reasons. Um, yeah. And then, so like, i the think
5: only... Oops, oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, I largely agree really I think Jungle's one where, you know, you could... Talk about Spica, maybe you know Travis is talking about these changes happening. Maybe there's a world where they think they can make a bid for Spica if TA, TSM wants to go even harder on their development angle, even though I know Reggie said that he's playing for them. Um, who knows? Uh, but at, at the very least, Jungle does feel like it has a lot of um, yeah. domestic players like Santorin and even uh, Svenskeren and, and some of these players are, are all... Now and uh, domestic players, so I-, I think that there are some angles they could go for. But uh, the one thing I agreed with with Dan in saying in chat was that the- these players are also at an all time high now. So if Jack is just trying to do a flip, which he does, he's done them before. This is a good time to make that flip happen because maybe uh blabber trends downwards you know like he, he had a struggle a bit at the end of last year was pretty good again this year but then also had some moments where he was struggling maybe you're like all right i'm i'm gonna offload him before he slumps and and fudge is on an upward trajectory people think he's the best na top like you just said like hey that's a great time to make some money you know <laughs> like uh there's a possibility that he's
2: gotta recover that's from his force. his perks yeah but it's like oh, that's Carlos is gonna send the debt collectors after him soon, so this is how this is how he deals with all that stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, for for, for <laughs> Jack, you're, you're wondering where are the upgrades. Jack doesn't give a fuck about upgrades. He's like, where? How do I get out of the red?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, I got these debt collectors calling me every day. You know, I thought uh, I thought we were, we're gonna, gonna win we're, worlds when we acquired perks. We you some of that that world's pools, pool money. What uh, do you want more,
0: uh, fudge or my liver? I think I'll take my liver. <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't know. Um, he sold a Valorant player probably for a great deal of money this year, so perhaps he's fine. Um, okay, it is a very good. I I know I do like the call because it, it it does force the conversation of like, all right, who could C9 get? Uh, and you seem to think that there are easier options to pick up in um the the mid. Pl- like it's, it's better to keep these these are the best residents you can get in these options in these roles and then you go fill ad and mid what's very funny about this is that ad has historically been a role that doesn't get imported like Zven is a outlier because normally it's either top jungle or mid that is getting imported most often I think uh, in North yeah. America so it's it's interesting to me that from your perspective you're like no no, no. go import ad don't you know well and, i have keep if, if i can
5: add real quick i do have a very big name i'd like to talk about for adc um i, I don't want to get like too far down the rabbit hole but sure. i think uh importing someone like viper could be really good he's a free agent at the end of this year and i remember watching an actually you don't Chang have to import viper. a while back sorry
2: you don't have to yeah, import yeah. viper
5: No, no, no! Viper has an ADC. Oh, he knows what what you mean. He's he's being a loser. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I get it now. Sorry, but yeah, I remember an Ashley King interview years back. uh, Viper speaks near perfect English. He has like no accent at all. He he can articulate very well. Uh, It's very impressive, honestly. And like I just said, he's a free agent at the end of this year, so Jack could go ahead and make like a big offer for him or something if he wanted to import. Yeah, Chovy
0: Viper sounds really good. Those Griffin Kobe guys
2: Viper, are pretty dude. decent, yeah. N.A. A. Griffin. Uh, Scaff in chat says Kenvy and Tenacity could replace Blabber and Fudge.
5: Yeah, but they're like real. I mean, I, I, they look awesome in Academy, right? But it's like they're not part of the C9 system. So it's like what the does Jack or anyone else in C9 really know about them, I guess? I don't know how to explain it, my, my reasoning on that. I I would we like we
3: do
2: have to get you out of the call points. soon because your your mic's been popping this whole time. It's very painful
0: i'm sorry let me
5: mute when i'm not talking yeah yeah that's yeah, good
0: yeah um i mean I, I know what you're saying about they're not them not being in the c9 system i feel like c9 doesn't usually reach for prospects it feels like like they, they just have them all re- like they'll reach yeah. and then run a year with them in academy um so the fact that they don't have any internal data on them does make me feel like it's less likely that they promote them um, i mean that's the
2: biggest reason like the bri- biggest argument for why i think they could keep fudge and blabber as opposed to flipping them like they normally do is because there's not necessarily immediate replacements.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely on the, probably not going to happen train. Um, I feel like, you know, let's get Han, Sama and Niski back in here. How about that? That sounds good. Let's get, I don't know, humanoid and yeah, let's get get Larson and let's just, let's just, let's just pilfer Europe again.
2: Yeah, it's that meme that I put with the cat fishing out of the uh the LEC thing. Uh uh, uh, uh Hansama I feel like is a I he, he seems like a very likely option for 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 TL or sorry for sorry not for TL for C9. That is where I would be uh that's where I would be betting some chips right now if I had to.
5: Could you see C9 humanoid happen?
2: Maybe, maybe uh humanoid i feel like has been there's been a bunch of stuff also larson maybe maybe
0: Travis han sama is under contract until 2022 don't you know how contracts work
2: no can you explain this to me mark
0: well once you sign on paper there's literally nothing you can do to undo that even I, if I don't it understand. says in the contract there's a way out there never is
2: i don't understand seems seems unlikely to me um all right. Well, that might be it. I, I I do kind of agree with you, caller. The Vulcan thing I think is very interesting. I wonder if they'll import support. If they import a bot lane. I just what's, don't know what you do mid lane then.
0: What's the rub on, on the Vulker? the vulcan why why do they why why do they hate him now if you had to guess
2: i have no idea and i'm not going to speculate and i'm not saying they hate him i'm not even (laughs) just to be clear mark just baited (laughs) me into implying that they hate him i am not (laughs) implying they hate him by the way i don't know i just i i need to be very careful on that um but i what do you what hang on caller what do you think about mickey um i
5: think mickey He would probably actually be a very good replacement for Vulcan, but it gets back to the thing where like, okay, mid or ADC, which one do you choose not to import? And then when you choose not to import for there, who do you replace with? You know, so um, I I mean, I feel Vulcan at his peak can compare really well to Mickey. Um, I, I don't I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I just don't know what else you could do. I'll leave it at that.
2: yeah all right well Mark just uh, fucked up his camera. Oh, shit. Jiro, <laughs> thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh,
5: yeah, um, I want to shout out Alienware, uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel. I shouted them out last time I was on. Uh, it's the Charged Cherry Burst, I believe it's called, my favorite yes. one. Yes. Um, I uh, I recently got a kitten. She's awesome. Her name's Soul. I want to shout her out. I love her to death. That's great. And uh, my love last her. shout out is... Nick Inero Smith because the other night when on Twitter he was tweeting out everybody eats good uh, He bought me chicken nuggets from Burger King. So thank you, uh, Nick Inero Smith
2: uh, Very good. Thank you so much uh, Giro for the call and we'll catch you next time
5: Have
0: a great night Okay, so I uh, sending a feed
2: Inero, when are you going to send me chicken nuggets? Huh? Huh? Where are my nuggies? oh no your feed is still broken mark it's sending a very no 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 out. it's sending Don't a, a just a monitor a very in focus cl- edge of a monitor
0: <laughs> it went the wrong way <laughs> uh, <laughs> there he is look at that little boy hole this guy's arm over his eyes he's too bright in here
2: hey mark should we talk about world finals should we so did okay or, yeah. let me ask you did anybody submit because people will scream at us if we, but like, did anybody submit takes for world finals?
0: Uh, I don't think that there are any actual world finals takes. I think that the, I th- I might have glossed over one or two that were like more meta talking about the world finals, you know, like from a format perspective about like, oh, semis is better again and like stuff like that, you know. But I don't think I saw one that was like. I actually think EDG is going to upset. You know, like if I, if I had seen that, I would have pulled it. I did not see it.
2: Do you think it's bad that we don't get any World Finals calls for the show that happens right before World Finals?
0: What should we have done?
2: No, no, no. I'm not saying for us. I'm just saying, is it like a bad thing that oh. like people are so checked out or over or distracted by offseason or something like that that like people are just like less interested in finals?
0: I do think it feels weird. Like, I just can't imagine, and maybe we're wrong. You know, like, maybe we're on the jaded side of the Lily sports spectrum, and, like, all the, the young whippersnappers are like, can't fucking wait for finals. Maybe, maybe I'm just not seeing it. But it would be weird to, like, go into the Super Bowl and be like, yeah. Kind of
2: over. I put up a poll in the chat. Are you excited for finals? Yes or no? Uh, we'll see where it comes in. Right let now. me let me
1: let me let me let me let me let what
0: me do do? really this Travis.
2: What was what just happened? Are you okay?
0: <laughs> um, one thing I was just thinking about was the Super Bowl has conferences and a lot of traditional sports have conferences, and what it means is you actually don't get to see the overlap between regions happen, and so you have a harder time predicting what's going to go down because the semifinalists from one group did not necessarily play against the semifinalists in another group, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So EDG SKT would never, in T1. traditional sports, T1, goddammit, EDG T1 would never have fought earlier in playoffs in another traditional sport and then go in, into other parts of a tournament. Whereas that happens here. And it lets you know that EDG is weaker than SKT, and then SKT T1. lost to the team T1. to T1. T1 <laughs> lost to down one. And so you have a very easy prediction of, well, then the weaker team then loses again. Um I wonder, maybe the way to solve worlds is to break it up even more, and you don't let teams cross-pollinate. So that way, when the finals happens, you actually have no fucking clue. Think about that.
2: Uh, Are you excited for finals? Fifty-four percent say no. Forty-six percent say yes. right 50 50 so, not great
0: i, I mean right you, you think that should be a hundred percent yes
2: well or like 70 or 80 at the voice. right at
0: least a, at least a major not just a more this. the, in the favorite, majority like a... of
2: people in the chat of hardcore league of legends fans two thousand people watching right now and the majority of people who voted in this poll said no
0: yeah uh it's not good even if that was 54 percent yes that's still not really good whereas if you ask maybe if you ask hardcore football fans are you excited for the super bowl and I, I still feel like they'd say yes no matter what you know yeah who's who's not excited for the culmination of their you're excited for the nba finals
2: the people i think who aren't excited are usually just the salty fans that are like pissed that like their yeah team that their team got knocked out yeah yeah, yeah.
1: So Which that's maybe that's what we 100%. all are in the West.
2: <laughs> like we're just oh,
1: all... man, have you
0: cracked the code? You know what? To some degree, you're probably right. Like I yeah. I don't think Korean fans would be fifty-four percent not enthused to watch Dom One win again.
2: Yeah. Mr. Epics says something that uh really, instead of his name being Mr. Epics, it should be Captain Obvious. Says you are taking into account an NA and EU audience, the Korean and Chinese fan bases that are much bigger than NA and EU are excited for finals. Yes. But honestly, it feels like you know, ideally you would want a lot of people from all over the world to watch this. Um, yeah,
1: I mean,
0: we we were memeing about take the Super Bowl for example, like, oh, well, the Patriots fans aren't excited because they just lost or something. But the reality is, the majority of, of of football fans are excited for the Super Bowl. Yeah, even if you include a, a biased sample size, it's still not going to be fifty four percent not excited. I bet. But it's like I feel like that is low.
2: But it's like half. I mean, this is what's funny is like. Half. I want to go. I. I'm excited for for finals, especially when I can go in person. It's tough whenever I'm like not not there in person. But and you have to wake um, at
0: five a.m. to watch it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's a very interesting thing where I, as somebody who's covering this, fifty percent of my audience. Let's just let's just assume that like my Twitch chat right now is indicative of my Your general YouTube. audience. It's like yeah. it ha like people are less excited for this than than most of the things I do throughout the year, probably. You know what I mean? If
0: if you ask anyone, are you excited for the LCS final? You know, it's going to yeah. be higher than fifty four percent saying no. Yeah. So, there. I uh, to your point, like maybe you should have made content around Worlds, Travis.
2: I mean, we've like that's almost what this this Hotline League has become, and it, like and that's it's sad to me. It that is sad to me, right? Because like, Worlds is hype, and it is the culmination of everything throughout the year, and I I want like to be spinning out all this content and for it to be this big thing or whatever. But it's like quarterfinals ends and NA, it's like Perks is leaving Bjergsen what, and it's like it's it's just funny because then we we're not really doing a lot of um, Worlds content and uh, yeah
0: and i mean people in chat are like oh it's biased sample and stuff like we we understand that i'm just saying like if you look at most traditional sports if you pull because you guys are people who watch this are more on the hardcore fan side you know this is not like we're pulling the general lcs fan these are lcs fans who then watch travis content
2: it's very strange Um, to me mark whenever we say things like well to be clear like this is the western audience and like here are the factors and then people on the chat are like it's, a, it's not a full sample size of all Worlds fans or all League of Legends fans. Like, yes, we were addressing this. Um,
0: we still think it sounds low.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just not... It's not... Like, people People are like, yeah, this is your audience. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. I, as like a huge League of Legends eSports content creator who invests in this and has to figure out his content plan for the year, my audience is like majority uninterested in world finals that is like fascinating to me um and i i think is like a bit of a bummer and uh it's weird that's uh unfortunate
0: mark ask how many people were excited to see the pats in the super bowl when brady was still there same thing here with lpl versus lck i think people were excited were they not were people not excited when atlanta looked like they're going to beat them and then they came back or when philly shit on them and like, I bet Pats fans were excited to watch the Brady win the Super Bowl again. Like, I would have been excited to watch Faker win again. I'm excited that Khan is like probably going to win his only World Championship in the last year. He gets to play his last game will cause him hoisting the trophy. You know, like, those are compelling storylines. I don't know, people just aren't excited.
2: <clears throat> Travis, for context, it would have been '90-10 excitement for T1 versus Dam1, says Papa Smithy. Well, then that indicates to me that there's a format issue. Yeah, I mean
0: that's what we're driving at with this more than anything. I don't think we're trying to criticize our, the fan base, in case to be clear. I think it's a symptom of a problem potentially. You guys are with- fake
2: fans is what Mark to say. Uh <laughs> No, it is like this is yeah. We're not. It's not. It's not the best case scenario. I think. And there, perhaps there are some adjustments or something that could be made. Okay, so uh, it's the end of the show. Uh, one, tune in tomorrow early afternoon Pacific time, probably around like. 1230 or one uh, after I'm done recording Rift Reaction with Emily and Mark and I will be experimenting with some Genshin Impacto content. Uh, he's holding a game fuel and he's sticking it on top of the animal right now. Who? All right. Great. Anyway. Game I, fuel uh, is the
0: yeah. preferred beverage of cats.
2: Yeah. Well, we're going to have, uh, I won't hold that against game fuel. Uh, we're going to do some Genshin Impacto content should be fun and uh what else mark anything else i'll probably do some more roster stuff throughout the week
0: nah the off season's hitting so travis and i are trying to do some other fun stuff that we're playing a lot against anyway so yeah i don't know what the overlap is with our fan base but
2: listen based off the end of that poll just now mark and i have to flee all right we're trying to find <laughs> some place sure, to go
1: hey. We
0: tried books last year. Travis wasn't consistent enough. Oh, yeah. We're trying Genshin. Maybe you can I to
2: figure Genshin. weebs, you know, I was there's a lot of weebs at League of Legends. Just go another place where there's a lot of weebs uh, and uh, we're good. All right. Mark, anything you want to shout out? Nope. Everyone, this has been... Hot... Oh, stick around on stream. I'm going to do an unboxing and hang out and probably stream some Genshin. Uh, but this has been Hotline League episode 195. Thanks for watching. We stream every monday seven o'clock pacific you can catch us on spotify uh and other uh, podcast platforms but we prefer spotify and uh, youtube as well thanks everyone we'll catch you next time